welcome to the Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. We're so happy that you're back for the second episode. Heck yes. Thanks for sticking around. And we are super excited to be talking about all kinds of thriller stuff today. Yeah, we are. But first, how was your week, Olivia? Um, you know, it's been an interesting week, honestly. Uh, the day job that I have has been like a little bit crazy. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. definitely taking up a lot more time than I would like. But otherwise, it hasn't been too bad. I've been started work. I uh, started working on my second draft of my book. Um, whoop, whoop. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. That's like moving along pretty nicely. And then Amazing. tomorrow, I leave to go to Tucson to see my mom for her 60th birthday. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, she has younger onset Alzheimer's, so. Um, yeah, I just moved her to a memory care center earlier this year. So I'm flying down. My brother and I are taking her out, breaking her out of the joint, taking her to a resort in Tucson. And it's going to be lovely. What a dream. Honestly, (laughs) you're able to do that and to get away from, you know, everything about life. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Going to get some good family time in. How was your week? It was good. So I made the bold and very brave decision to start decorating for Halloween. I even saw a picture of that on Instagram. I saw like the bats on your wall and I was like, okay. I, I try so hard to wait till September 1, but I saw – so I here's here's how my bats are. I, I love my sticky bats that just fly around. Mm-hmm. And last year, my husband was like, look it. It's January. These bats, they got to go. <laughs> Um, you're like, no, that's the vibe all year round. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's exactly right. So what I did instead was I made them little Christmas hats. I made them <laughs> I made them little sparklers to hold for 4th of July. Now they're holiday bats. So <laughs> now, when he's like, hey, I'm like, um, do you not see their minuscule Valentines? Those yeah. are those are holiday bats. Don't worry. They're so in season. <laughs> Right. And so I'm I'm like, okay, it's time because we moved to a new house like two months ago and I had to take my bats down from the old house. But I was like, this technically this is not Halloween decorating if you know, if they're holiday bats. So yeah. I'm just gonna put them up now and it brought me so much joy. Just I can I can imagine. It's like yeah, no. I I love it. I think that that is amazing. And I did when I saw that post, that picture on Instagram, I just was laughing and I was like, "Oh my god, she's like she's for real. She's for real into this." I'm so so into it. I like usually people will bully me if I decorate too soon. So I'm like, "No, September's the fall mm-hmm. and that's okay. I can wait." But besides the bats, I also got this package of like fake cobwebs and I've slowly been putting them on things to see if my husband notices. So I put like one on a mirror and then I just left it and he's like has not said anything. So then I added one to like a picture frame. Slowly growing in cobwebs and I'm like, are you gonna think this is real or fake? Let's find out. (laughs) That sounds incredible. I can't wait to hear how long it takes for him to notice. Oh no, he already at, at this point I covered an entire mirror full of it, like back forth, back forth, and he was like what, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it, I was, it was just a thing. Don't worry. Yeah, about it. whatever. It just makes me happy. Um, you knew that marrying me, there's that's all we need to know. We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. I mean, so you could say it was a pretty good week so far. Um, <laughs> so, it's going great. Yeah. Very spirited. It sounds, I mean, it sounds amazing. Um, did you get a lot of books read this week? Um, I okay. got, I read one book um, and I'm, currently in the middle of reading it. It's an audiobook. Um, 
and that's all because work has been insane so I haven't had any time for fun I know that's like it's the worst part about having a job is that it really gets in the way of everything else (laughs) totally I'm like with what free time am I supposed to actually have a good time like right so work it's really dumb um I actually got two books in this week um yeah, I got My Wife is Missing by DJ Palmer and Catch Her When She Falls by Allison Bucola. So, wow. yeah, uh, audiobooks is the only reason I could even get um, anything in. Both both about three stars for me. So, Are we going to be hearing about them on this podcast ever? Uh, maybe. Maybe in the future. I don't know. Not, I, not this season. I've got my books. I picked out my books for the rest of the season, which was really fun. And I was like, oh, gosh, what am I going to talk about? I love too many books. <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? Like, it really is. Too many good books instead of not enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Most definitely. No, I agree with you. And uh, yeah, I was looking at your list because for listeners, we, you know, we list out our books. Um, so we both know who's going to be talking about what, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. just so that we're not duplicating efforts. And I was looking at your list and I was like, oh, you have so many good ones that I want to read that are all coming out soon and I'm super excited about. Um, Love it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go do some like old, some backlog stuff because you've got some really new stuff. So I feel like it's going to be like nice balance, nice balance. I know. I love that. I love that it's like a mix of both because I have such a hard time going back to backlist books. I like, I have them and then I put them on my shelf and I'm like, you're next. And then there's the the newest, shiniest Mm -hmm. next book. And I'm like, oh, but, but this book, I have You're like, but I want to read the new one that I just got. Yeah. So I pre-ordered The Last Housewife by Ashley Winston. And I'm like counting the seconds until Tuesday gets here and I get it in my hands. I cannot wait. Um, as you should be. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say that. Yeah, That's I've heard. So I've heard really it's happy. incredible. I cannot oh wait. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, 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 okay. We won't even talk about it yet. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Well, hopefully we'll be able to get some more reading in this weekend. You're getting ready to I do hope. a bunch of travel for work, aren't you? Coming up pretty soon, yeah. I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row. I mean, first we're doing vacation, which I can't complain about a vacation. Ooh. But then it starts my three months of travel for work. So I will get to read a lot, actually, because mm-hmm. half that time is all on planes. Yeah. So yeah. I have a lot of dedicated time to do nothing, which is always a good feeling. What are you doing for vacation? We are going to Tulum. Okay. Which I'm super excited about because I would say probably most of our vacations, like 99% are adventure vacations. Mm-hmm. So we go do an activity, but this is like the only one we're going to do nothing. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy about it. Yeah. So we have a very clear definition in my house because uh, my husband and I travel very well together um, and I love to travel. The pandemic really ruined my like streak. I was going international mm-hmm. like every mm-hmm. year. It was great. Um, but there's very clear difference between a trip and a vacation. A trip totally. is like your adventure stuff you're talking about. Like you're busy, you're doing stuff, you've got a packed agenda, you're seeing shit, like you're just all over. Vacation yeah. is like, let me lay on the beach and don't talk to me and just bring me drinks. Agreed. And with that logic, I've gone on like one vacation in my life. <laughs> oh, exactly. Me too. I, I think I went, my husband took me to Cancun for my 35th birthday because I was having a complete Aww. meltdown. So I was like, oh my God, I'm 35. Like that's my scary age. So it was super Perfect. sweet. But yeah, that was um, my only vacation. I've always done trips as well. 
yeah, I mean, it's good because, you know, they're super memorable. But sometimes, especially right now for me, right before a busy season, I'm like, I just want to lay on the ground. (laughs) That's all. Oh, my gosh. Like, lay on a chair. Someone can fan me. Mm -hmm. Someone can feed me grapes. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. Yeah, perfect. I want to hear the sounds of the ocean. And um, that's it. Please and thank you. (laughs) Right. A hundred percent. Especially because, like – Okay, so you guys can tell from a pattern from this episode two, so you guys should understand now that we also talk about the news, and this news is obviously delayed because you're hearing these later. Right. However, news is stressing me out. Like, it always does. I take it so personally, and I'm like, look, remember the time before technology when, like, (laughs) There was not instant news and you just found out about things because they happened to you. Now it's like instantly, constantly being, you know. You're just bombarded. Yeah. Totally. No. And that's special. And I mean, I think to your point too, you've still got like all the things that are are coming up and it's instantaneous. You're constantly getting it. Sometimes you get it pushed to you on your phone or you're just like looking on your phone. You're getting updates throughout the day. Um, But then oftentimes I've noticed that headlines don't match what's in the actual story. So there's like a lot oh, of clickbait yeah. too, which that can also be frustrating. Like it's just, we, th- yeah, no. News yeah. here sucks. <laughs> Agreed. Very stressful, but also it's like, but I want to know, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be informed, but not stressed. Yeah. So I think, I think it's a mix of like, okay, I've got to find like the right, you know, the right news outlet that feels like it's, the best, um, like maybe the most, uh, like unbiased because you know we just don't have that anymore. It seems like, but um, I try to do news like once a day or once a week because I just I can't I can't unless it's true crime news and I'm like excuse me I will read all of these articles. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. I was just reading one. It was like I think it was yesterday about the family of Gabby. Gabby Pedito, oh, you know yeah. that case. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like so many people have been been following it, but if you haven't been following it, um, Gabby is this woman who was reported missing in, um, I believe it was like September of 2021. Yeah, yeah, like end of August, beginning of September, right around now. Yeah, Gosh, right, sure. like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Creepy, and she was on a trip with her boyfriend they were like living out of their van and kind of just like enjoying each other and traveling around doing Um, van life right you know Mm -hmm. you know what it's like Mm -hmm. um and then of course they found her body and they found that she had been done for a while and she was strangled and then her boyfriend of course was the the person of interest and then later on he he they found right so he um I believe he committed suicide. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. 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 Like in a, in like another national forest or some sort of like p- big national park next to his or by his parents' house in Florida. And then they found out that he did it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, didn't he have like a journal where he confessed yeah. or something like that? Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, everything makes sense. But the article I was reading last week or this week was about her family, how they're suing the Utah police. Mm. Oh. Apparently she. She went to the police, um, or yeah, she went to a police when they were in Utah, and she met with them, and now this body camera footage is coming out, but she told the police, like, her boyfriend, um, Brian, had, like, slapped her, 
and he grabbed her and like mm-hmm. kind of did some like domestic abuse and the police didn't do anything because yeah. I guess she said like, Oh, I don't want to press charges, you mm-hmm. know, but they never did anything about it. So they just said, called it an emotional break, but didn't actually call yeah. it domestic violence. And so now her family is suing them, which I'm like, honestly, I mean, do I it. don't, I don't blame them. Right. Like, okay. That, that is fair. Cause it was clearly, I mean, to, um, to be the devil's advocate, like the police, like they, they can't, they're not fortune tellers. Like they can't tell like that's necessarily going to be what happens. However, there was like clear distress. I've seen some of the body cam um, footage and she's clearly distressed. He seems weird, but like, she just seems off in it. Also, she's like, he hit me and they're like, emotionally. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Um, no, that's no physical. (laughs) But I think her family, what, if I remember correctly, her family just sued his family because they kept him hidden and like, wouldn't, um, you know, like, I guess that they knew or she thought they thought that they knew right where the body was and stuff. And it's so, I, I can see why this case has become so, addicting or mm-hmm. everybody has been watching it because it feels like it could happen to you oh you yeah know? like mm-hmm. everyone feels like they could be on a trip with someone and you know who knows how long it would take to find them which is really sad yeah. and in a way it's kind of relatable because you're like it makes you have that existential like if I was gone like who would know type questions yeah because it is really really sad yeah well, and then if I'm, I think they, when they were out searching for Gabby, they found the bodies of a, a female couple. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. So they found the bodies of a, of a different couple that had been, that had gone missing in the same area. Um, oh. To look at, see what those, their names are. I can't remember everyone's, um, their names off the top of my head, but, um, and I don't know if they've done any like further investigation on there. Like okay, so yeah, there's a Utah couple that was also murdered. They say that it's not related, um, but it's Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte. Their bodies were hmm. recovered from a hiking trail near camping grounds in the Sal- La Salle Mountains, which was not far from where they were looking for Gabby. I guess in a way, it's good they found that because maybe no one would have found them for a while. So it's it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I don't know that they. Again, I don't know if there's progress on this case or not. We should look into it more and talk about it <laughs> next week. But um, but yeah, I think it it is. It's very much like it could happen to me because she did. You know, the right things happen. They went to the police, and then like a lot of victims of domestic violence, she was like, no, no, never mind. Um, and then, uh, like a lot of victims of domestic violence, unfortunately, then he killed her, but it was the right. whole, then he came back in the car, like, and hid out at the house. And I remember like right. when all the buzz was going on, like dude was clearly a very vocal person of interest and they're hiding him. But I'm like, but as right. parents, are you going to do whatever you can to protect your kid? I don't I know. know. It's like a whole... It's crazy. Like a whole existential, like if that was you if, mm-hmm. and that was your kid, would you be like, yeah, I mean, I get it, but also you want to protect them no matter what. Yeah. It, it's very, I, yeah. I can't imagine being in either of those sets of parents' shoes and it's awful, but. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Speaking of awful. Yeah. The other news this week was the FBI search of Trump's house. <laughs> 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 so 
I'm going to call this crime. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it No, you know what? It is crime. If the FBI is raiding anything, that is crime. I I totally agree. I agree. The fact that it was so covered up and didn't leak that the FBI were doing that, like literally Donald Trump is the one who announced it to everybody, shows they were serious about it. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Also, the first time this has ever happened to a previous president. Yeah. um, Which it's super embarrassing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, hello, the FBI are raiding your house that you imagine the amount of evidence that they had to have Yeah, in order. It to had to have house. been like the bar of, to authorize that search warrant had yes. to have been insane. Like they have straight up evidence because it's not only like the department of justice, but it's also an independent mm-hmm. judge as well mm-hmm. saying there's probable cause yeah. and evidence to show there's a crime. Like you did a crime. So <laughs> that's man. So kind I of think, not allowed to take confidential documents out no. of the office. No. Yeah. And like the fact that he it wasn't just like a piece of paper. Fifteen boxes. What? I I did not know what else happened. I don't know what the result is of any of this. Literally, it, well, I don't know if there's any actual like result results, but they got fifteen boxes worth of stuff, which is like intentional. Wow. Um, I would be very cu- – I saw this meme that was like, FBI, do an unboxing video. <laughs> oh, my God. That, would, that is hilarious. Like, That's like top-tier right. millennial joke right there. I love I it. I know. I loved it. I was like, <laughs> but you do it. Yeah, and I saw this do. thing that I thought was very interesting. It said the closest that any former president of the U.S. has ever been to being charged with a crime was in – Previously, it was in 1872 when Ulysses S. Grant was arrested and fined for speeding in a horse-drawn buggy. <laughs> wow. So okay. those are our comparisons. I mean, yeah. wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Throwing it out there. Crazy. That's that. I do believe that he testified yesterday for a New York judge and plead the fifth 44 times, if, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Which is his constitutional right. We appreciate that ability that we can do that um, and exercise that right. Also, it's just real sus. (laughs) It's real sus. (laughs) So that was this week. I both enjoyed it and didn't enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That totally makes sense. Well, today is uh, September 6th when our listeners are listening to our podcast and we've got a couple of pup day shout outs to give yay all right several of these are are some extensive books in a series but the rising tide by ann cleaves is book 10 in the vera stanhope series which is a police procedural mystery desperation in death by jd robb is book 55 Eve Dallas series, which is a futuristic, yeah, futuristic police procedural. Listen, I remember in high school, my mom reading, like when they first started coming out, reading the J.D. Robb books um, because she loved, because this is Nora Roberts is the writer and J.D. Robb's her Uh pen name for for these books. She loved them, loved them. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, they're still publishing these? I had no idea that the series was still going. It is, 55 is crazy. Captive by Iris Johansson, which is book 29 in the Eve Duncan series. And that's also a police procedural mystery romantic suspense. So we've got Eve Dallas and Eve Duncan coming to pages near you. Um, Two more. These two, I was actually, 
like I hadn't heard anything about these authors before. American Demon by Daniel Stash Stashauer. It is a true crime novel, and it is about Cleveland's mad butcher of Kingsbury Run Ooh, and yes. Elliot Ness's hunt for him. Love that. Yeah. I'm real interested. So uh, we love true crime. Like always love to listen to a good like serial killer podcast or story. Um, the only thing I've ever, ever heard about Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run was in a Criminal Minds episode where they like mentioned it. It was set in Cleveland. Really? Yeah. So I don't know anything about this. So I'm super stoked to get into this book. Okay. And he he was from Ohio. Is that right? Cleveland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure he was the one. Oh, I'm not 100% sure, but it had something to do with torsos, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. So there was like over well, – I did a little bit of looking. There's like over a dozen women that were found. They're, they're calling it like – he was like the American Jack the Ripper. Yes, because it was like they were severed and yeah. they were beheaded and all that. Like they were like chopped up yeah. style, mm-hmm. which is crazy because he was never caught. I know. Like, I mean, it really is our Jack the Ripper, which is insane. Yeah. So yes. like, like 15 people, no one ever found him. That's mm-hmm. – he's, he's not a very popular – No. Person that you hear about in true crime, which I think is very interesting yeah. because he has all the hallmarks of like a popular mm-hmm. story, you yeah. know, like serial killer, super brutal, multiple victim, like all these things. And you're like, why are you not more popular? Yeah. So I, this is what I'm very interested to to read this book because of that, because I haven't heard a lot about it. I haven't, I mean, I, we've talked about this. Like I, I fall asleep listening to forensic files. I watch true crime every single day and I have never seen anything on this dude. So I'm super stoked to like, okay, well tell me more about this, this series. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, the last one, and I believe Chelsea, you just read this or just recently got this, but Gallows Hill by Darcy Coates. Yep. 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 yep, Yeah. So that is a horror. Um, And a little synopsis. So it is, the whole family has owned the Gallows Hill Winery for generations, living and working on the beautiful grounds where they grow their famous grapes. Until the night, Mr. and Mrs. Hull settle down for the evening and are dead by morning. When their daughter, Margot, inherits the family business, she wants nothing to do with it. The winery is valued for its unparalleled produce, but it's built on a field where hundreds of convicts were hanged and the Uh local whisper morbid... And the locals whisper morbid rumors. They say the ground is cursed. It has been more than a decade since Margot last saw her childhood home, but now she's alone in the sprawling, dilapidated building. She begins to believe the curse is more than real and that she may be the next victim of the house that never rests. Yeah, that sums it up. It's it's definitely a horror, which I think is always interesting because horror can go from vary all the way to paranormal. So you're never sure if it's like – slasher horror or is it like yeah (laughs) Yeah. so I think that's fun about horror is that things the answer can be supernatural and that's fine or not supernatural and that's fine Mm -hmm. um yeah Gallows Hill was creepy it was super claustrophobic but also Mm. it was slow so it's like a slow burn horror but I think it will be a good fall fall like September October read for people for sure it definitely feels like I mean coming out beginning of September that's a great time for people to pick up the book and if they don't get it maybe they're saving it for October for you know the Halloween time um but yeah I felt that that was a good one I wanted to call it because I was like this actually sounds really good (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it but it it, yeah it is a little slower it's not like a thriller it's Mm -hmm. more of like a slow burn horror yeah which, I mean, sometimes these cross over kind of nicely, you know, like, yeah. or um, for me, like, I've been just so thriller for so long that I'm like, 
tiptoeing into horror, like just kind of trying it out. So yeah, I thought that would look good. Um, we also have some new deals that were signed this week um, that uh, this is in August when we're recording this. Uh, congratulations to Tessa Weggert. Weggert? I'm saying I, love I know. Her. <laughs> um, so Early Grave is the new book in the Shanna, uh, Shanna Merchant series. Yep. A senior investigator's troubled niece moves to the Thousand Islands and captures the attention of local teens whose obsession with the family's serial killer kin leads to murder at Devil's Oven Island. For release so good. in December 2023. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Oh, it will be. Her whole series, so good. Like, yeah. if someone wants a new series, that's the one for you. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I have one of her books in the series, and I haven't read it yet, so maybe I'm going to need to move it up because that, oh, you do. I, this just, I mean, saying, like, having you say that also, like, very good. Um, yes. Like, All of very good books taste. are five stars. Yeah. All. Okay. Yeah, I've read all three in the in the series so far, they're all five stars. Okay. All right. Well yes. then, yeah, this will be one that we wanna wanna pick up. So December 2023 for that one. I have a little bit of time that I gotta read that series now. Um, couple more. Heather Chavez. Uh, she her book Before She Finds Me, Two Unlikely mm-hmm. Mothers, one a hired killer and an, and the other a determined survivor race to uncover the truth behind a horrific attack, even after it becomes clear that the truth will destroy one of their families. So Why do I feel like we talked about her last week? We we might. uh, For this, for the new deals? I don't think, did I? Maybe not. But we talked about her for something because Heather Heather Chavez is a writer from my hometown. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. What I know about her... um, so this is coming summer 2023. What I know about her is that one of our um, future guests that we have, narrator, a narrator friend of mine, Megan, um, narrated her book. Um, Ooh, Shutter. what hotel? Or oh, Shutter, yeah. okay, yeah. So that's that's how I know Heather Chavez, and I believe earlier this month she had a new release um, in August. She did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was Barb will tell. Yeah, she grew up in San or she writes from Santa Rosa in Northern California, and that's where I grew up. So the thing she writes about, she's like, "Oh, highway, blah blah blah," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I've driven on highway." <laughs> so cool! Like, yeah, I got super excited by her books because I'm like, I know what you're. T- I know where these places are. I know where all these cities are. It's so cool. Yeah, I feel the same way for Jennifer Hillier because she sets her books in Seattle. And, like, I'm always like, oh, yeah, no, I totally know where that's at. Or, like, oh, yep, could completely picture what you're talking about, which is always fun. I think that's, like, so fun. Agreed. Um, All right. Shadow Drive by Nolan Cubero. This is a landlord's mysterious new tenant begins dismantling the house she has rented from the inside out, and the landlord must uncover the secret of what she's trying to find while trying to keep his own secrets hidden. That's mm. also summer 2023. Very cool. And congratulations to those authors on getting these deals. That is a huge step that most readers, I think, don't don't get to see all of the yeah. steps that it takes for a book to come out. And this is a big one. So congratulations to them. Super exciting. All right. So mm. the book that I am going to be talking about today is called How to Survive Your Murder by Danielle Valentine. Okay. I know. It's, oh man, guys, it's so good. So it's a YA horror book. Okay. Um, I like to think of it as YA scream. 
because that's the vibes. Oh. So it comes out or came out August 30, um, 2022. And the premise of this book, the book is about Alice. And she is the sole witness in her sister's murder trial. So, oh, there's so much to unpack here. So Alice and her sister Claire, um, a year ago, everything was fine. Claire's like, you know, the classic all-American, you know, blonde, beautiful, bubbly, all that good stuff. And then Alice is, of course, contrasting. So she's kind of a nerd. She dreams about becoming a forensic pathologist, which I was like, love that for her. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Right? And she's super into horror movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Love that in a protagonist also. I think it's so relatable and fun when they're like, I don't know about, I don't know if quirky is the right word, but just relatable. Yeah. 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 Um, so they're, her and her sister are super close. Um, and then her sister is murdered on Halloween mm. in a corn maze. Oh my yeah. God. In a corn maze. That's like the most maze. like on brand. I Halloween know. Death. It's, it's a haunted <laughs> corn maze on Halloween. And so Claire, her sister goes in, then Alice goes in to follow her and sees her sister being murdered. She, so she, she's the witness to what's happening. Um, and then it kind of blinks and flashes to like, oh, one year later, you know, and you're like, oh, my gosh. So Alice is there. She goes to testify about what she saw in the corn maze or kind of like what she experienced mm-hmm. when her sister was murdered. And there is someone on trial, um, but you don't know who it is in the beginning. Okay. Okay. So right before she's like super anxious and nervous, she goes into the bathroom and she hits her head on the bathroom <gasps> sink and passes out. Oh no. And then when she opens her eyes and wakes up, it's a year in the past. <gasps> so the the murder hasn't happened yet? Correct. So it's the oh. whole day of Halloween. It's kind of like Groundhog Day style. Yeah. Like the the day of Halloween a year previously, and she's like I have to stop my sister from being murdered, right? Yeah. As as you would. Um, so pretty much the the characters in this book, it's Alice, who's the main character. You hear about Claire, who was murdered, and you get to meet her in the past, um, when she goes back to the past. Mm-hmm. There's also this girl who's – she's pretty much just described as Sydney Prescott. Um, so <laughs> that's all. Like, this random Sydney Prescott-like girl who's – kind of like guiding Alice through the past. So she like, when she wakes up, the girl's like, oh, you're here in the past and you can stop your sister's murder. Like kind of narrating in a way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And she says, she pretty much says like, oh, I'm I'm an angel and I want to do a good deed. And so I brought you back in time in order to find out the truth of the killer before the murder happens pretty much. Okay. That's the premise. So it's very campy and fun. Yeah. I mean, Um, it sounds super fun. Also, just really quick, we were saying Claire, like, she's this bubbly, like, effervescent. Yes. Like, is she, she, it sounds exactly like she lights up a room whenever she comes in. Yes. (laughs) Which nobody wants to ever be described as that kind of a person because that person always gets killed. A hundred percent. And also, like, okay, if, if I got murdered, would, would someone say that about me? Yeah. I highly doubt for me. No. Nope. <laughs> I feel like 
it's insulting that they would. They would be like, <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, they were just so pleasant. Like, don't yeah. give me that. No. I mean, I was kind of a bitch. I was really into weird <laughs> shit. Like, what do you what do you mean? I don't know. But <laughs> I loved murder and then I got murdered. It's the circle of life, yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the setting is a year in the past in a haunted corn maze. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much what I this book had a lot of references to horror movies and like the whole premise of a final girl. So Alice is supposed to be this final girl sent back in time um, to stop a murder. And there's a lot of different um references to horror movies and different horror tropes which I thought was really fun and it was done in a good way for a YA book you know it's not going to be like this dynamic mystery but it's a lot of fun at first I was kind of thrown by the idea of like oh she woke up in the past because there's so many things that you could do with that that it's almost too open-ended yeah um but I mean, it is what it is. But all the little overdone things were actually a lot of fun for me. So, you know, everything's like, oh, you hear the footsteps creeping close. <laughs> like, you know, the killer, you feel like the killer standing right behind you the entire book, oh, which I thought was fun. That is so fun. That is yeah. so fun. You know, I just pulled it up on Goodreads just because I wanted to see uh-huh. what the cover looks like. Um the co- like the font on here. So first of all, the cover is gorgeous. I love that it's yeah. got like uh, lip gloss and it has like a um, uh, little cat ears. Yeah, the little cat ears and then like a Swiss Army knife. But the font, it looks it's just almost the exact same font as um, Good Girl's Guide to Murder, um, yeah. which I think is kind of funny. So it just like feels very on brand for like YA thriller kind of thing. Oh yeah, it's per- whoever designed it nailed that cover. Yeah, because it's. Like- Exactly what you want it to be. <laughs> there, I also what something else I really liked about this book is it uses satire to mm-hmm. like make fun of horror plots. Love that! I, oh my gosh, that just yeah. makes it more fun too. Because really, a lot of the horror things you read or watch are just yeah. like really. But she'll say things like, "Oh, I'm all by myself. Should I go into this haunted corn maze?" Like <laughs> stuff like that, where you're like, "Girl, no, 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 don't do that. That's a stupid idea." <laughs> Totally. I also, so this book was set in the 90s, which I thought was the best because it's tons of like nostalgia and it worked for the book too because there wasn't like the inconvenience of too much technology. Yeah. So I don't actually know if it was set in the 90s, but that was the vibe, like nostalgia and that type of feeling, which I really liked. Um, So those are things that I liked about the book. Um, However... I will say I did read an arc of this book, okay. so it could easily be fixed in when it publishes. Mm-hmm. But I will say the thing that bothered me, there was this one plot hole that I just, ugh, I don't know what it, <laughs> plot holes really just, okay. So what happened was they were, the sisters in the past were driving on the car and they were going somewhere and they call Alice calls the dad and is like, oh, hey, can we come Can we come get Claire's cell phone? Because So I guess it must not have been the 90s or their super big cell phones. But she calls and says, "I Claire left her phone. And the dad's just like, oh, sure. You know, I'll, I'll go get it for her and bring it to the house. And then like five minutes later, they separate and they Alice calls Claire and she picks up. And she's just <laughs> like, yeah, I have my phone. And I'm like, but what, what was with the whole plot of the dad having to go get the phone? <laughs> 
And now you have your phone? I was like, okay, this is a trap. This is going to be part of the plot. No, it was just a No, it was and just I'll- a plot hole. You know, it's – oh, my God. So I feel you. I will say – like, I'll just go on a tangent really quick. I love Do Jar it. of Hearts by Jennifer Hiller. Amazing book. Hands down, like, one of my one of my top favorite books. But there was a – there's a part in there. Have you read it? First. Yeah. Okay. So where they talk about the lipstick color being like the cinnamon hearts lipstick color or whatever. And I was like, but then, but like, how did they know to name? I'm, I, I never got the answer of like, why, <laughs> what? <laughs> the lipstick color Heart. name was for this, but then like nobody was connected to it. And I'm so confused. But please, Jennifer Hillier, if you're listening, please explain this. Please do. Lydia. Just know I love you. Like, I, I love you. You do amazing work. <laughs> But that one thing I was just like, I don't understand what what is this? I read that book so long ago, I have no idea what you're even talking about, but it's not <laughs> Well, maybe one day if you get it if you get the inclination to reread it, you'll it'll stick oh, out I to will. you. You're right. Her books are fantastic. Yeah, they are so good, so good. But yeah, I totally understand that. But then also like now having um written like some uh, some work on my own I can totally see how that happens a hundred one hundred percent I was I told my husband I went from one day like in at a end of a chapter this thing happened like my character hurts her hand or something like that and then I talk about it at the beginning of the next chapter and then I completely forgot for the next yeah. two three chapters and I was like oh oh yeah there was like this thing that was supposed to happen so I totally get it like it's easy oh, to do <laughs> but I'm like here's the thing I still am annoyed. <laughs> no, totally fair. At this point, you've had like the writer, the publisher, the editor. Like, I mean, tons of people have touched the book at that point. So, I'm like, totally if they would have gotten me to read it, I would have told them that. <laughs> and in a way, they did because I read an arc and I put my review. So okay. maybe they'll change. It. Well, I hope that I hope that they get that plot hole closed for future readers. So anyone who's picking it up, you gotta have to it. let us know. Did it get fixed? <laughs> Yeah, after you guys buy this book because of my amazing review, tell me if they fix that. Thanks. You can do me, Thriller Book Babe, on Instagram. <laughs> You're like, I need to know. I actually am very curious. Yeah. Um, okay, so trigger warnings is just gore. Um, mm-hmm. Especially for a YA, it is a little bit gory and you hear the details a little bit much. So I would say that's a trigger warning. Even though that plot hole really irritated me, I still rated it four stars. So I still loved it. It was very fun, very exciting. I had no idea who the killer was. Oh, I love when that happens because it's hard. It is hard when you are a, like, frequent reader to – to surprise, uh, to surprise us. No, yeah, you know? exactly. I mostly always guess it. And mm-hmm. so I was like, here's the obvious, but it wasn't. And that was a lot of fun to be able to be surprised after all of that. So four stars. And then the books that were similar, like you mentioned previously, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder um, was very similar by Holly Jackson. And you could tell from the covers. Also, Survive the Night by Riley Sager because of like the nostalgia aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of similar and then you'll be the death of me by karen mcmanus was another ya that was kind of similar um gave you the same vibes so all in all get it read it let me know about the plot hole well <laughs> definitely let us know about that i did put it on my goodreads tbr because now i want to um i want to add that to my list you know as you were talking about it um a couple things as you were describing it i definitely thought about riley sager's uh survive the night because yeah. very yeah. like horror film kind of all of that like 90s vibe um but 
uh, just released uh, is Gillian McAllister's uh, Wrong Place, Wrong Time. I just Oh, I just saw that. Yeah, I haven't so read it yet. I just started reading about 27% in. Um, and it's a, a similar kind of thing where the mom, the main character, is waking up going backwards in time to prevent right. a murder. So Right. Right. Because, like, she sees her son commit a murder uh-huh. and she tries to figure out why. Yeah. Yeah. So far, it's been really good, really interesting. But uh, that might be another one that's, like, if they if people are into that kind of vibe, it, that feels like it's right in the same kind of vein. Love it. Okay. Well, um, for me, the book I'm talking about today is The Collective by Allison Galen. And that was a book of the month, wasn't it? It was. It was. It released in November 2021. So if you are a member of Book of the Month, you can still get it, add it as an add-on. That's where I got mine. I think it was an October 2021 pick. I'm not 100% positive, but I do know official publication was November. It's about 338 pages um, and on audiobook, nine hours and six minutes. And I I just love this book. I will just say like up front. Um, as far as like comps go, I can't even think of one that's similar because it's, I feel like it's a very unique story. Um, and awesome. it is a comp that's for awesome. the book that I'm writing. And I like, I literally have been like, what other books are like this? And I, and I can't come up with one. So um, um, do you have a title for your book yet? I have a working title. It's called, it's either going to be, we'll I have two working titles. It's either going to be okay. Everything He Destroyed or Ooh. He Can't Get Away With This. Ooh, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. not that it matters, but I vote for the second one. Okay. Got- that was net. That was new. Like, that was in second draft new. So, okay. I appreciate that feedback because wow. I was like, maybe this is the title, actually. I, I'm upset. He can't get away with it. He can't this. get I away with it. Like, never learn vibes mm-hmm. right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ooh. what's great about The Collective is that, um, so it's about a woman who is named Camille. She's a mother and she is pissed off and I just like I love this character she is so angry and the rage is like what fuels her moving forward and I'm a big fan of that so she's pissed off she's grieving and she's obsessed um the kid who caused her daughter's death has gotten away with it he went to trial and was found not guilty um and so she she the beginning of the book she is it's like five years after the passing of her daughter and she loses it at him in a very public way like he's getting this award at a college and she shows up and she like screams that he's a murderer somebody takes a video puts it on YouTube blows up like everyone knows who she is now because she like freaked out um but she catches the attention of a secret group of women who call themselves the collective. So they end up meeting on the dark web and they have they exchange conversations with like coded names and things like this. And it's a place okay. where go ahead. I have a question. Yeah. Does it give detailed information of how the dark web works? A little. I just not really I have not about the dark web in general. And I feel like nobody goes on the dark web to get the answers that I need. And so I'm left <laughs> with constant, like, do you just say darkweb.com? No, 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 no. Like, There's a whole, get- so it does, it says it a little bit, but since I, so in my original book, I was going to have the, my original draft of my book, I was going to have them go on the dark web. So I did do some research on this recently. Yes. Um, you go on the dark web to get your research. Uh, You could. You could, yeah. Um, yeah I did go could. on it in order to try to like see stuff. So here's the thing, though: you have but to download a specific server. The, it's called Tor, Tor server, something like that. And you need to buy a VPN because those are the only two ways that you're going to be protected getting on there. Otherwise, you're just opening yourself up for like 
any hacker just to come and have sure, like explore yeah. time on your computer and like ruin your life. Um, right. So yeah. So like, so it talks about that. But like, once you get on there, it's not like Google. It's it's different. Um, and so I was <laughs> when I went to uh, a, a, the conference in June where I was like trying to learn more things. And so they had a technical expert on there. And so one of the questions I asked was like, um, like, can you just like go on it? And he was like, nope, like you, you need to go through all of these servers and stuff. But wait, he knew how to get on the dark web. Yes. Yeah. He, no, he, that's what he talked about was things like about the dark web and other technology things that can be used in like other technology thriller stuff, but that's actually real, which is, it was the most terrifying talk I went to the entire time. You learn about how people watch you through your webcam oh, and stuff. Oh yeah. Between that, oh. between like these things, I can't remember what they're called. I want to say they're called like butterflies or something, but they're literally like all over DC. If you like constantly recording our conversations, kind of like, um, you know, in the UK, they have like CCTV like that, yeah. but different. Anyway, it was like literally like, okay, we're just, we're just being watched all the time. Um, I'm super boring. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, well, I mean, my search history probably has got me on some sort of list at this point, but absolutely, we're FBI monitor guy is like mm, exactly. Um, but yeah, so the he, I asked him because I was like, is it legal to go on the dark web? Because I was like, I mean, I don't know that I want to do this illegally. It is legal. You can legally do it. It's the things you do on the dark web <laughs> that can become illegal. If you click any button, it's legal. But as long as you're just looking, it's fine. I guess, yeah. Like so, so I'm very um, hesitant to go on there. So I kind of like I, ch- I pivoted a little bit, and I was like, we're going to use a Reddit forum as a starting point instead of going to the dark web. I don't know. Much less sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, anyway, though, but in this this situation, they start like in a Facebook group, and then they go onto the dark web. Um, and they all use like these coded names and stuff. So they're like numbers and they start talking to each other. And these are all women really who have been wronged by somebody in their life that got away with it. So a, a lot of them are parents of children who were who were killed or um, assaulted or whatever. And like the, the person got away with it. So they meet on the dark web. They start having all of these exchanges. They like really get to be able to let loose and just like, uh, you know, I want to drag him behind a vehicle with my like dragging down by a truck or something like that. I mean like if they get you know darkness and what they want to do to these people anyway so that she feels like super thrilled about like okay she found people who are just as intensely angry as she is so she kind of gets folded in she's spending a lot of time on there and then she starts to get involved into the network doing some things real life which is mm-hmm. like they are given these tasks and the tasks like are kind of mundane. So like one is that she has to um, watch this guy who like, as he gets off of a train every single day to make sure like, does he do the same routine every day or shit? She has to go drive to like um, another place and like buy a specific uh, knife and then mail it off. Ask about the other person's person. Like about another one, one of the other women's person or just in general? So like, so they are all doing stuff as part of this. uh, They're all part of a chain, right? Like every person's kind of playing a small role. And sometimes it could just be as small as buying a timer and mailing it. Or it could be as intensive as as where it gets to my favorite part um, where they like meet up and then they go do something together. But really it's literally like, Every person in this chain plays a small part, and then everybody else is getting their, um, you know, revenge kind of found out. Oh my goodness, 
sounds like the chain by Adrian McKinty to me. Yeah. Have you read so, that? so I did actually, you're oh. right. That would be a comp for this. I did just start yeah, reading that and I um paused it. But yes, that would be a good comp for this one. Or like it, it seems also seems like strangers on a train type vibe. Yeah. Or kind like of. the time killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely like kind of in those in those veins. But I would say uh for the other like it's a little it's a little darker. Um, which is fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. So she, the whole time she's like, she's not sure if she's into like, is this a role playing exercise where they're like actually getting to feel like they're doing something or is like something actually happening? Um, right. And then, but there are these really strict rules. Like she cannot talk about this. If they talk about it with anyone, the whole thing will fall apart. All of these things. Um, and she eventually learns that everything is not as it seems. And the people that she trusts maybe aren't as trustworthy as she thought they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really loved this book. The character, the main character is Camille. We spend a, most of our time with Camille Gardner, the protagonist. Um, Emily is Camille's daughter. Harris Blanchard is the kid that's responsible for Emily's death. Um, Luke is, oh, Luke's character is so sweet. He is a, an actor, like on a police procedural TV show, but he has Emily's heart beating in his chest and, um, Aww. yeah. So like they spend time together. So she gives him hugs and stuff so she can hear her, you know, her daughter's heart. It's beautiful. Um, that's really depressing, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like both beautiful and also sad. Um, yeah. Emily, I think was like 16 or something like- when she dies. Yeah. Oh, so there's also her friend Wendy, who she meets on the collective forum, and then a leader, and the leader um, goes by zero 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 one. So when they're on the forum, okay, how is that username not taken? Zero 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 number one is not taken out of all the usernames. I think she started it. I think it's because she started the forum. Oh, okay, because. (laughs) I, I literally put my first and last name uh, with a one, two, three, four, seven. It's already taken. You're like, I'm how, like, how are there so many people with my name? Right. Um, and I'm like, it's spelled wrong. My last name is spelled incorrectly. And it's still, I'm like, how? I, I just want to be number one. Yeah. Zero, 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 one. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they all, they, they work in the, um, in the forum on the dark web. They all have just numbers because it's supposed to be anonymous. But sure. they do have to put in their real information to get a number. So somebody's getting their real information. Um, it's number one, yeah, right? Number one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's super great. Um, it's set in New England, which I also love. Love that. Yeah. Um, trigger warnings, definitely mention of sexual assault um, in various ways. Um, but I wouldn't say it's like gruesome. This, this book is very suspenseful, not a gruesome book. Okay. Um, what worked for it was the mystery of, of it all. The character development I talked about it earlier is amazing. Like I could feel myself living in Camille's shoes, her desperation and confusion. She's not flat naive, but she also – so she's built out as a complex character because she's confused, but she's not naive, right? Like, And that I appreciate because I feel like I read a lot of books where you know, the, the female character is like, oh, God, I can't. Like what is wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so, so I do appreciate that. Um, and honestly, I can't remember what didn't work. It's like nothing is standing out Good in my, time. yeah. Um, my favorite, favorite part, you are going to love this, Chelsea. Um, my favorite Tell part me. is when Wendy and Camille, one of their missions is they have to go to watch The Bachelor at a bar. Ah! 
Uh-huh. One night yes. as part of their mission, they go to a bar, they get wasted, yelling Love like it. the the Wendy character like gets into an argument with the other people in the bar about um so it's Pilot Pete's season. So was Oh there- my, yeah. the worst season? Oh, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Pilot Pete was <laughs> Okay, so like you see him and like he would be a good bachelor. The minute he became a bachelor, he became a nightmare. Oh, no. He literally brought three girls to the end. He like strung them all along. Maybe not Victoria. I think he just wanted to sleep with Victoria, but for sure Madison and for sure <laughs> Hannah Ann. And then he freaking picks Hannah Ann. And then at the finale, he's like, actually, I really like Madison. And his mom is so I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I can talk about The Bachelor forever. It's, it's ironic that they picked Pilot Pete's season yeah. because, like, every episode is a dumpster fire. Well, so they are supposedly – was there a, a contestant named Aaliyah? Aaliyah? Alea, yeah, there was. Okay, so yeah, so this was published, remember, November of last year. So that is like, I mean, Pilot Pete season wasn't that long ago. So I'm gonna guess that Allison Galen was re- watching this series, I like that, that season, while she's doing it, because they like their team Alea, and then they like get in, um, like they get in a fight in the bar, like oh, screaming at somebody about like how Alea should be there. Mm-hmm. They know other people aren't there for the right reason. Um, then they get kicked out of the bar, um, and they spend the night like finishing their mission and they've got like a lovely little friendship and they're funny but um that scene is so great it's hilarious I love that. yeah i well for sure like as soon as i saw like your bachelor memes on instagram i was like yeah um for sure chelsea needs to lo- like read this book because you're gonna love that whole bit on it and it's like multiple times where they talk about the bachelor throughout the book <laughs> I haven't read this book, but now it just shot up, like, to the top of my list. Yeah. Anyone references The Bachelor slash Bachelorette, you got me. Yeah. I feel like you have to read it. It's it's really, really good. And uh, so, those were Were they talking about how their team Victoria uh, or Team Alea over Victoria? Because that was a whole – it's fine. It was a whole drama. But but. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The right. whole thing is that they're all about Alea. Like, that's part of their, like, cover or whatever. So, at the beginning, um, Camille's like, I've never watched The Bachelor. So, she has to, like, yeah. go back and watch all the seasons of The Bachelor or, like, get caught oh. I don't know. She goes does a bunch of stuff to get prepped for this night or whatever. Luke and his uh, girlfriend. So remember, that's the one that has the his daughter or her daughter's heart in him. He watches The Bachelor, so she's yeah. like now starting to talk about it with him and stuff. It's like it's it's a very fun little subplot that I thought was enjoyable. I'm obsessed and yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. For a book that's pretty dark, pretty like emotionally ang- and a very anger filled book, that was a really great levity. Um, so yeah, I rated it four and a half stars. And like we, you were saying the chain, that is a great comp for this, a great similar book. I think the only other one I wrote was like, this might hurt just because it kind of has some cultish vibes to it. So there's a little bit of a culty kind of feel It's really good. Love this book. Highly recommend. It does sound good. Um, very, when I kind of thought it sounded like when you were talking about it, a little bit kind of like The Kind Worth Killing by Peter Swanson. Mm-hmm. It has like that same vibe of like, y- you know, you do something for someone and they do something for you. But mm-hmm. what it made me think about is he's coming out with a second book, The Kind Worth Saving. Oh, yes. 
Yeah. I saw that I just, and oh I was God. like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that. And yeah. it seems like it's a continuation, which is, I always love when authors are able, like the family upstairs and the family remains. Oh like, yeah. so smart mm-hmm. and interesting. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm very excited for uh, the family remains because I really liked the family upstairs and it's like that kind of typical or that kind of domestic suspense is a little bit different for, for my usual taste, but Lisa Jewell is just, ugh. So amazing. So amazing. Yeah. Well, at some point in time, I'm sure we will talk about that because I've got other people like I've got like similar things to recommend on that one, too. Oh, my gosh. Just I just love talking about books. I could do this all day. (laughs) No, same. What a great hobby. Yeah, exactly. But we can't. So thank you guys for listening to us talk about books. If you also want to talk to us about books, you can DM us Mm -hmm. at Thrillers by the Book Club pod. Or you can DM me at Thriller Book Babe. Or me at Olivia Day Writes. All on Instagram. So send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And if you are an author or a publicist and you've got either a deal that you just signed or you've got a new book that's coming out in the next couple of months, hit us up because we want to shout you out too. Also, if you have any really cool stories of like your cousin was arrested for murder or your grandma (laughs) was part of a murder I want to know. Tell us. Can you just DM us? Because I – So today I posted um, on Instagram and someone responded to my prompt, which I asked if they had – my prompt was like, have you ever been a babysitter? And someone responded that their babysitter is on death row. (gasps) What? I want to know everything. Right. That's the quality we need here. So I'm not going to say who because I'm just bringing this up and she definitely doesn't know about it. Sorry. Um, (laughs) If you guys have cool true crime type things in your family or even that you just know about or if you're like super passionate about let us know because we want to share your joy oh yeah 100 percent um told i could go on a tangent my best friend just told me about how her grandpa apparently was associated with the mob here in seattle and i was like excuse me what Mm -hmm. um so yes we we want to hear those stories 100 percent. that's the that's the good stuff (laughs) and then i'll retell them to all of our listeners credit and be like, look it, go follow this person because they're related to crime and that's cool. Right. Absolutely. Um, anyway, okay. have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Um, that's, that's all we have. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.